a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this week we're talking about season five, episode 11, all about Christmas Eve. That's really the title? Yeah. I didn't even look it up before we watched this episode. Yep. That's hilarious. Yep. I just watched the Christmas episode of Will and Grace. Yay, Christmas! Woo, it's Christmas in September! Yay! Last year we kind of lucked out and were able to time the Christmas episode to actually come out on Christmas. Mm-hmm. This season not so much right well i mean we're recording every week just about so i mean like it's not like we're gonna have it come around every year yeah at best we can hope for every other year but i think like probably more realistically it'll be like every four right and also last year we purposely ticked up our like speed just so we yes. could release the one on christmas we made it work yes. we made it work but it wasn't supposed to but we were yeah. like what if we did this <laughs> well i mean that makes sense like Somehow it really should be more or less frequently than that. I think it's just been timing. Because if there's 24 episodes in a season, really we should get to it every other year. But, you know, timing. Wow, that was fascinating. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do the episode description before we get into anything else. Okay. On Christmas Eve, Grace is torn when she only has two tickets to the Nutcracker. Wait, I'm sorry. Hang on. Let me... Let me pause for a moment to acknowledge what just happened in the Hulu description. On Christmas Eve, Grace is torn when she only has two tickets to the, quote, the Nutcracker musical. No. Y'all know that's a ballet, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, that's not right. Okay, anyways, moving swiftly onward. Grace is torn when she only has two tickets to the Nutcracker and can't take both her best friend, Will, and her new husband, Leo. But her back and forth indecision leaves Will spinning like a Hanukkah dreidel. That was unnecessarily Jewish. Um, well, I think the Hulu description writer has the same problem that I do. Oh, my God. Which is my continued confusion about Grace's per- position on Christmas. I know some Jews like to celebrate Christmas as like a secular situation, but I'm very confused as to how into Christmas Grace is while still being so Jewish with her new Jewish husband. You know, I specifically said we couldn't talk about this on the podcast because Tess isn't Jewish, but I guess Hulu has opened the door. Let my love open the door to your discussion of Judeo-Christian identity. That, that was my whole thing. I just, I find it very frustrating that the show seems to be unable to land on how Jewish to make grace. Well, and I think, like, it's very realistic for many Jewish people to celebrate Christmas as a secular holiday. Correct. Since... It's a big holiday and you get the day off anyways. Right. So I I think the groundwork is there, but also the groundwork isn't there. Because you're right. The show does play kind of fast and loose with how Jewish Grace is. Right. Like, her gift to Will this year was a Star of David for the top of his tree. But on the other hand, it was a Star of David she was getting rid of. So, you know. Yeah. Confused. Hashtag complicated. I am confusion. America, explain! <laughs> Do you think anyone's ever tried to make a Star of David look like a hashtag? You know, for like the Twitter... America, explain. <laughs> um, I think the thing we, we were originally going to start with talking about is just that this was like a fun, goofy Christmas episode. We really enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. It was, for the most part, very fun. I even liked the parts that I didn't like. I know that right. doesn't make sense, but like... Yeah. Jack and Karen were sort of like the heart and soul and mistletoe of this episode. <laughs> they are just so fun and so incredibly drunk. And they invented Instagram accidentally. Yes, I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. How did they invent it again? They were taking pictures of their food and they were showing it to people who were too poor to have what they had? Yes, essentially they were having a conversation about how they were so blessed to have all of this food. Mm-hmm. 
and how terrible it would be to be poor. Right. And so to make it better, they're going to take pictures of themselves eating mm-hmm. and show it to poor people. Right. Also known as Instagram. A.K.A. Karen and Jack invented Instagram. <laughs> I feel like Facebook owes them a lot of money. True story. But it's kind of an interesting, fun twist. So last time we had a Christmas episode of Will and Grace. It features a similarly goofy Jack plot where he's like decorating the Barney's window. And this year, he and Karen are celebrating that Karen is sort of single because the whole divorce kind thing of. is they, happening. They're just basically having a big, ha- big ass hotel Christmas. Right. Which sounds super, super fun. I'm I would love it. for my rich friend to take me to a hotel for all of Christmas and yeah. then we could carol at the waitstaff. Yes. So then they in- they pity invite Will because normally he spends Christmas Eve with Grace. Right. But he's alone now, forever. Because she's married and Jewish, so apparently now she doesn't do Christmas Eve with him anymore. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Anyways. So... I will give you that it would make sense for her to celebrate Christmas Eve with Will, since she's Jewish. But it seems like her and Leo want to celebrate Christmas with each other because they're still from New York. They're both Jewish. We just saw them get married in a synagogue. They're still in New York. It's Christmas. There's the... The thing with the Rockefeller Center that I'm surprised they didn't pull out because this is on NBC. You mean the thing where there's a tree? Yeah, the tree. That's just, it's just a big tree. Well, I know, but it's not a Jewish tree. It's not a Hanukkah tree. It could be a Hanukkah bush. A very large Hanukkah bush. And we see a lot this episode of, the B-plot is just like extended Christmas gags. Yes. So, yeah, like Matthew mentioned, Karen and uh, Jack... Basically, they want to go caroling, but mm-hmm. they are very lazy. Right. So they call various workers at the hotel to mm-hmm. come fix or deliver certain things so that they can sing at them. And then uh, when they want to punish Will for leaving and going. Yes, because he keeps flip-flopping. Um, they make him sing ridiculous versions of Christmas Carol. Including... Like Jingle Bells by Heine or something or whatever. Well, no, that one was was the night before Christmas, but every fifth word had That's to be right. Heine. And he had to do a, ro- a rocket kick. Twas the night before Heine, and, and all, all through, through the, the Heine. Heine. Neither creature was Heine, not even a Heine. <laughs> um, and then he also had to sing the 12 Days of Christmas, but like the Count from Sesame Street. That was great. That, that I, was like an inspired, like 21st century level mashup. I would have watched him do the whole thing. Like literally the writer who came up with that bit either has a successful Netflix series or is dead in a gutter. Like, that's, like, the extreme of fame, I feel like. Why are you making that face? Dead in a gutter is just intense, man. I don't, you're bringing down the Christmas spirit of the September episode. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to make this September Christmas episode so dark. I mean, we also have such fun things as uh, Will and Karen and Jack all... Like flashing New York City. That's right. I forgot about them flashing New York and City. And Will has his boys in a bow. That seems kind of aspirational now. I never thought about flashing anyone on Christmas, but. With a bow on your junk. I mean, if you're going to be on, like, what was it? Like the 79th story or whatever it would be? Something like that, yeah. Might as well. Yes, yeah. Go for it. Flash your bits. <laughs> but yeah, so it's just, it's a lot of good fun. We just. I just really enjoy Karen and Jack's part of things. Mm-hmm. It's very, very funny. It's very Christmassy. They're very silly and they're very drunk and I love it. Well, and I think now having seen three Christmas episodes of Will and Grace, if we're counting season four and the first season of the revival, I think the part of the Christmas episode that I really love is when they're fun and goofy. Yeah. Like this is a very silly show sometimes, which is occasionally a detriment. 
Mm-hmm. But I think at the holidays, you're allowed to be silly. Like, that's the point of the holidays. And so that's why I'm so frustrated with this Will and Grace and Leo plotline, which is so ridiculous, but not for the right reasons. Yeah, so speaking of this dark September Christmas episode, it's just, this sort of felt like the plot that we should have gotten in the episode titled The Honeymoon's Over. Yes, it was very much like Will and Grace and Leo like having to come to terms with the new arrangement that they have. Right, but instead now we're doing it at Christmas. The tensions are high. Right, I mean, it's high stakes, I guess. Right. Not sweeps anymore, but still, it's a holiday. Right. We had this whole backstory about how Will really loves the Nutcracker, and Mm -hmm. it, like, made him gay as a boy or whatever. And he's been calling to get tickets for the Christmas Eve show since June. I mean, we all have that experience. Right. And then, lo and behold, Leo, a Jewish person, I would like to reiterate... (laughs) Gets tickets to the Nutcracker because of some doctory thing he does. I feel like it's racist that you think that Jewish people can't celebrate Christmas. Well, I just mean, it's Christmas Eve. Yeah. Why does he want to do these things with all of these gentles? I don't know, because it's fun. Whatever. Anyways, so Leo gets tickets to the Nutcracker, and so he and Grace are all bragging, bragging, bragging about how they're going to do this. And so Will kind of like... Accepts the invitation to Jack and Karen's Christmas mm-hmm. shindig, but you can tell he's a little sad that he's not going to the ballet with Grace. Mm-hmm. But then, because, again, plot point that Leo is Jewish, all of the Jewish doctors are on call on Christmas Eve. Right. So he gets beeped right as he's going to the show. Right. And, and this is a very, like, this could have been its own episode where it's like Grace had never thought about, oh, yeah, my husband is a doctor. Right. You know, like, it didn't need this extra element of, like, high-stakes Christmas magic. But it did! Yeah. So, basically, we have her go to Karen and Jack's hotel, convince Will to come with her to the show, Mm -hmm. because she really doesn't want to go alone, and he really wants to see it, and won't it be fun? It'll just be, like, old times, the two of them seeing the ballet. Except then, as soon as Leo comes back, because obviously it's not an emergency, because it's a sitcom. Right, like, they get to the theater, and Leo is there, and there are only two tickets. Right. And every single time, because this happens again, of course, being a sitcom, Mm -hmm. both times, Grace's first response is to completely bail on Will and be with her husband, which I have a little sympathy for. Like, it's your first Christmas. You celebrate Christmas together, even though you're Jewish. I have no sympathy for this. Grace is a bitch. Well, I mean, I shouldn't say I have sympathy. I just, I understand her motivation. I just think she's wrong. Yeah. So, but yeah, so we see her pull Will out, and then reject Will immediately. Mm -hmm. So Will goes back to the party, and then he's punished by Karen and Jack. Right. But then, when Leo gets beeped again, she does it again! And she's like, this time it'll be different! And it's not! It's not at all different! The exact same fucking thing happens! Yeah, and that's the part that I find so frustrating in this episode, is that, like, Grace, like, really has to be, like, borderline shamed into, at the very end, saying, you know what, Leo, I've promised that Will and I can go to the Nutcracker, we have to go to the Nutcracker. Right. You know, and that's, I, really, that's really frustrating that yeah. that this character makes that choice so many times. Like, it would have been nice if at least the second time she could have been genuinely torn. Right. And not so immediately flying back into Leo's arms. Right. Instead of this whole thing where then Will is like acting like it's somehow his fault that he didn't acknowledge that their relationship was changing because of the marriage. Right. As if Grace did not pull him out of his plans twice. Yeah, and that's the other thing. This episode makes it feel like Will has to be the one to make the change. And he so fucking doesn't. Frankly, the first time she said it, she said, Leo, you know, I didn't think you were going to be able to make it, so Mm -hmm. I invited Will. Sorry, you're Jewish and you don't like ballet. Go home. 
On the other hand, this is why you always call in the beeper. You don't just go to the hospital. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, I understand that this is like, what, 2002 or whatever? Mm -hmm. But you always call the beeper before you leave. Right. Like, even I know that. You can call in a page and check to say, hey, what's going on? I mean, unless it was like a 911 page, but it obviously wouldn't have been. Well, yeah, also, like, cause especially because it, it sounds like the thing that he got called away on the first time was something to do with, can we eat your leftover Thai noodles? Right. Dumb. Yeah, I just... Dumb. There are so many flaws with this episode if it's meant to be taken seriously, and there are so many flaws with the episode if it's meant to be taken ridiculously. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's in that uncomfortable in-between, and it doesn't know what to do with itself. Right, so then we have this really weird ending where both Leo and Will don't want to see the show with Grace because they both decided they fucking hate the ballet. Yeah, I you say weird, I say uh, poetic justice. I, I mean, think... I guess it, it does kind of serve Grace, right, that she has to sit with their weird friend whose mom blew him off. Who's only introduced in this one episode. And we will never see him again. Yeah, I... Like, we already had booked a bunch of their old friends for the other episode. I don't know why they couldn't have just had them stand for another day, but whatever. Because one of them was pregnant. Well, it could have been the man. He would not have been allowed to go to the Nutcracker if she wasn't going. That's fair. That's a good point. That's a very good point. I don't but know. Basically, what I'm getting at here is that Grace is a garbage heterosexual. Heterosexual should be banned. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Grace gets what she deserves. Heterosexuals ruined Christmas. Mm-hmm. Well, and the other thing is that, like, it's not even like they decide to go off and do something together, like, Will and Leo. Because that could have been kind of funny is if it's a good impetus for Will and Leo to bond. Yeah, of course it isn't. Will and Leo just go their separate ways. I mean, they right. don't because there's like a tag where they're all in the hotel. But like... But like, you know for a fact they both went off to separate bars and waited to pick Grace up yeah. before they went to the hotel. Like, that's the problem with this episode is it really doesn't actually resolve the central conflict, which is that Grace doesn't know how to properly adjust to having two important men in her life. Yes. She's never shown the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. But now she's actually married one of them. Right. You know, and she's in this weird position where she's known Will a long time, but he's not the one that's getting the benefit of the doubt. Right. Which many people do, but that doesn't mean it's right, and that doesn't mean that Will can't be upset about it. And I feel like this episode goes a long way to excusing Grace's behavior. Yeah, and I think that that's pretty garbage. I think that anybody who knows us knows that we have a very similar Will and Grace-like relationship. Mm -hmm. We're extremely tight. This is something we've been dealing with. Every time one of us gets into a relationship. But the thing is, we don't normally choose the garbage route where we blow off our friend twice. Well, and the thing is, like, I don't think Grace is wrong 100% for saying, oh, I'm going to go do an event with my husband instead of my best friend. Right. I don't think her initial plan to going to see the Nutcracker with Leo was wrong. I think the problem was once Leo bailed and she invited Will and then she immediately uninvited right. Will once Leo was available. Once you invite someone somewhere, you can't just back out on the invite once someone better comes along. Yeah. That's that's like friendship 101. Like, right. if you did it to a friend, that would be garbage. Yeah. You especially can't do that to your best friend. Like, right. And I, I understand that Grace feels like she's in a weird position because these are two people who are very important to her mm-hmm. and she doesn't want to make anyone unhappy, but Grace can't live her life just trying not to make people unhappy. Right. Especially because, from what we know of Leo, does he really seem like the type of person who is going to enjoy the Nutcracker anyway? Yeah, like, but that's the thing is that Grace doesn't actually know Leo that well. Yes, I know. It's frustrating as fuck. (laughs) Oh. Well, I think that's all we have for this week. Yeah, I Um, think so too. It was fun to celebrate the holidays with Will and Grace. I'm sure we'll get back to many, many more Leo hijinks in the future. I, I think that we will. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's that's uh, that's all I really got for this one. Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can carol at us on the internet? Absolutely. If you want to sing us a September carol, please visit us on our Twitter page at Not a Couple Show. You can also send us an email at Not a Couple Podcast at gmail Visit us on Facebook. Send us an ask on Tumblr. Or if you're content to just listen to our lovely melodious voices, check us out on iTunes or Podbean. Fabulous. Well, Merry September Christmas, y'all. Merry September Christmas. And, and a happy September Hanukkah, too. Well, I was going to say in a happy Yom Kippur, but... Oh, that makes more sense. That's like an actual holiday. That's an actual holiday. September. Smart. <laughs> All right. Well, Merry Rosh Hashanah, everyone. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Now a Couple. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one cat. Meow. Hi, Eliza. This week's episode of Not a Couple was brought to you by Jackstagram. It's the old school Instagram way of showing poor people what you had for dinner. Take a picture, develop the film, wait an hour, and then show your paper copies. Jackstagram.